Yo, I'm Chad. And this is Eric. And together we are... Bam! That's right. Heidi Didi Didi, it's March. And that means two yeah. things. Drinking, pretending to be Irish, and March Madness. March Madness, bitches. I love it. Of course, March Madness usually refers to college basketball. And even if you don't know anything about college basketball, most people fill out their brackets to see if they can predict the champion of basketball or just try and win some money, which I do. Cool. Yeah, it's an American tradition. I mean, everybody, including the president, does brackets at March time. Yeah, he did pretty good two years ago. Oh, wow. But not as good as I did. <laughs> yes. But, of course, up here at the Jetman Pockets, we don't do sports because Chad doesn't understand them. So What? I, what? I mean, to me, uh, NHL and soccer games are just about like the check button. Just like, bam, bam, bam. I'm just going to yeah. fight you the whole time. Yes. So last year... We did our own March Madness. We, we determined our favorite cartoons and our favorite video games. Mm. And this time, we're going up with our favorite action movie heroes. Yes. Bam! Last action hero! Dude, I, I seriously hope the last action hero is not on this list. Unfortunately, Jack Slater, the last action hero, Arnold Schwarzenegger, is not on the list. Good, because... He was considered... I mean, yeah, we, we just uh, I just posted that article. I don't know when it was written about like behind the scenes the last action hero. I did I did not like that film at all. So it was kind of justification for me to hear about like all the crap that went down and all the rewrites and everything. See, and I was a big fan of Last Action Hero. Mm. It was meta before meta was cool. Yeah, I think it was meta before they knew how to do meta. Yeah, I enjoyed it. But anyways, so uh, we are only doing 32 action heroes, not 64 like most March Madness brackets cuz 32 is enough. If you are in the top 32, then you don't you don't need consideration. And uh, Chad and I picked our favorites, and we also took some solicitation this week from some of the Jumpman Podcast listeners. So some of your uh, recommendations are in there, right? And you know, uh, I, I had some trouble. You had to correct me a couple times with coming up for like the most badass movie heroes of all time. Yes, we're we're not doing uh, cartoons because it's hard to quantify against a human being. We're not doing TV shows. We're just doing action hero movies we're not going for who is the strongest of all time we're just going for best action hero movies so for and so for instance you know it might help if you if this hero has been in three movies as opposed to one unless you were just amazing in that one movie you know you never know it right. kind of depends on the performance that you pulled in i hear that and it's not it's not about like who would who would kill who in a fight because uh you know a couple of these guys would just like destroy everybody with their crazy godlike powers yeah, uh, yeah. It's about like badassitude and like yeah. how awesome were you? Yeah, how much did you enjoy the movie? Yeah. You know, so yeah, not not who would win in a fight, but just best action hero overall. Mm -hmm. And we're not going with the actors who played the action hero. We're going with the character themselves. Mm. So if we did have Jack Slater from Last Action Hero, we would be talking about Jack Slater. We wouldn't be talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. But as we said, he did not make the cut. No. All right. Sorry, well, let's dude. let uh, All right. So we posted the the, the PDF of the tournament bracket on our websites, jumpmanpodcast.com, and also on our Facebook page. You can check us out. Just search Jumpman Podcast on Facebook. We're there. Yeah. Uh, so, sorry. No, so you can play along at home. That's right. Print out the bracket so you can follow along as we uh, rip through it. And, uh, and we'll also post our completed brackets at the end so you can go and, and be pissed about it, about our, <laughs> our terrible right. choices, and tell us how terrible we are. <laughs> so. 
All right, let's do it. Remember, these are our favorites, so it doesn't have to be your favorites. First up, bam, Mm. this is how we start, bitches. Casey Ryback. Casey Ryback is, of course, Steven Seagal's character in Under Siege 1 and Under Siege 2. That's right. He's he's the chef um, that is actually like a secret undercover badass. Yeah, he's a SEAL. Mm. So, he eventually grows until he is the size of one. (laughs) Casey Ryback versus Luke Skywalker. Wow. Well, here we have uh, Luke Skywalker. He's... He's like uh, he's the last of the Jedi, literally the last of the Jedi. Uh, he gets a lightsaber in movie one, but uh, he's not really that much of a badass, dude. I mean, like, yeah, like he he you know like saves the day. Uh, I guess a couple times, you know, takes down uh, two Death Stars, or I guess just one Death Star, and then uh, kills his father. That's that's kind of uh, weak. But well, uh, other than that, he doesn't do much. Yeah, I mean, he does a lot of action, but you know, he also has a lot of support. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not in it by himself, and there's a little bit too much of, uh, what about me? It isn't fair. <laughs> you know, kind of stuff going on. So, I mean, you know, sorry, dude, but I feel like Casey Ryback takes Luke Skywalker out. I don't even have to, I don't even have to count Casey Ryback's amazing accomplishments. It's that easy. Yeah. Sorry. Luke Skywalker, done. Gone. Casey Ryback advances, of course. Duh, like there was any doubt in our minds about that. Yeah, Casey Ryback does not need a hero's journey to be a badass. Sorry, Luke Skywalker. Next up, John McClane. You know him as Bruce Willis in the Die Hard movies. All right, now I will will admit something, Eric, that uh, after Die Hard 1, I kind of checked out. Well, that's okay. Each (laughs) Die Hard can get divided in half by its uh, coolness after the first one. Right. So it's like the first one was awesome. Second one, divide by two, and it's half as awesome. Mm-hmm. Third one, divide that by two, and then so on and so forth. <laughs> that, that's I haven't, a quarter. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen number five. It's been in the movie theater for a month. Well, it's, it's gone now. So we'll, I'll, we'll have to judge strictly on the first four. Right. And honestly, I'm, I'm just going to go by the first one because it was the best. The, yeah. I mean, it really set the stage for most action hero movies afterwards. Well, exactly. It was like Die Hard. It was like the first action movie in a while that did not star Arnold Schwarzenegger or Stallone. It was like a very vulnerable kind of hero that like cut his cut his feet on glass and that like really hurt, hampered him, you yeah. know. And like he could die at any moment, but he it somehow was, survived. It's supposed to be an everyman. Now, of course, as the movies uh, went on, he turned in from the everyman into a Schwarzenegger guy. Right. So as now he's like doesn't even care, doesn't even give a shit, doesn't really have any emotion on his face, and does impossible feats. Right, and and what did he say? Something about like doing this for breakfast, eating green berets for breakfast. No, no, that was a Schwarzenegger line. Yeah, that doesn't sound right. But no. anyways, he's going up against Riddick. Riddick, the Chronicles of Riddick. Well, he was in two, Rid, the character of Riddick was in two movies. He was in Pitch Black mm-hmm. and Chronicles of Riddick. Actually, he's in a third one, but it doesn't come out until the fall. Yeah, with tricorns, <laughs> <laughs> which sounds like a candy. Actually, well, I thought there was. It was bisons. Were they trisons? Oh, maybe. But I, I just like tricorns. Yeah, I think they're three-legged bisons called trisons. <laughs> but the, like a three-legged bison is like a paraplegic uh, bison, isn't it? I don't know. Like you'd have to get like some kind of like wheel contraption on him. Well, anyways, bison. anyways, Riddick, Pitch Black, fucking awesome movie, and Chronicles of Riddick. Well, Pitch Black, Pitch. I, I want to say that, like Pitch Black. Uh, the character of Riddick is a badass the whole movie. He's feared by everyone, and then he kind of shows that he's uh, just, like, amazing by saving everyone's butts. 
not including the main character and any of those kids, and uh, most of everybody dies, but he saves himself and yeah. that one and like two people. But uh, you know, he gets, he goes toe to toe against these unstoppable monsters. Uh, figures out that they have a blind spot and kills a couple. Yeah, Pitch Black, one of my favorite action movies. Hmm. I mean, like it's it's like action horror. You know, it's that it's that mm-hmm. it has like a slasher mentality to it. It's pretty awesome. But then I feel like the Chronicles of Riddick just throws that right on its head, just like Die Hard, and is like, no, 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 guys, he's an action hero now. Yeah, yeah, kind of messed with them. But I will say that um, the Chronicles of Riddick has one of the coolest action deaths of all time, and that is when uh, Riddick, Riddick is like sipping on some on some like uh, peppermint tea. <laughs> And uh, he just walks into the room nonchalantly. Oh, hey guys! <laughs> and uh, and these miners who are messing up his girlfriend uh, want to mess with him, and he's like, "I'll kill you with my teacup." And then he does. Yeah, he like sticks it in the guy's heart, and then like circles it around. <laughs> it's so silly. He kills him with a teacup. And, and then, then after he kills that guy, he pulls out a little pin and he puts that on the ledge, like he's gonna kill him with a pin next. Yeah, it's like it's is that even a pin? It's like it's like one of those IKEA um, uh, wrenches. One of those yeah. tiny little things. And they're like, fuck. Yeah, it's like, I don't want to be killed with like something that can open a tuna can. Yeah, That was that, pretty badass. That was pretty cool. I like that. I mean, it's tough because, I mean, you know, John McClane is like, the first Die Hard movie is just, oh, God, it's just so good. It's just iconic. I feel I feel like it's, so, it's, so, it's super badass that he's up against insurmountable odds and he could die at any time and nearly does. And Riddick is just like this cool, calm, collected guy who, unbeknownst to everyone, is actually uh, a Furion, who um, who has these crazy alien powers that nobody even knows about. I feel, for this round at least, John McClane has the coat go by just on his legacy alone. Like, if he had faced Riddick <laughs> later, maybe he loses, but I feel on this one, John McClane's got advance. I feel like, even though Chronicles of Riddick had Carl Urban, and that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, now, John McClane, the first diehard... You know, it's it's really just iconic, and he's a total badass. I mean, when he when he writes on the guy's body, now I have a machine gun, ho, ho, ho. Yeah. It's so yeah. good. All right. It, yeah, it's got to go. I mean, All right. he's weakened by the, the future sequels, but that first one, McLean advances. Yes. And, it, and of course, just like our, fa- our past uh, tournaments, if we ever disagree, um, one of us has the power of veto and gets to decide the winner and then the power veto then switch to the other one of us right so who so. who holds the power veto right away uh you, you can start with it i think i always start with it you start with it this time well i always give it to you because i don't want to sound biased you know Oh, okay all right well that's true you, you did you did make up the brackets yeah so this way i can't control it you know it's up to you all right so. okay next up we have the bride mm. the bride from the kill bill movies right uma thurman against Sabata. Oh yeah, have you seen the Sabata trilogy? Um, yeah, I've seen some clips. Basically, I mean, it's the guy from the Clint Eastwood spaghetti westerns. Yeah, it's it's Lee Van Cleef. Yeah, he got it. He got his own trilogy of uh, badass '60s western movies. Well, it's like, and it's interesting too. A little movie trivia, and that like uh, Lee Van Cleef starred as Sabata in the first movie. But then he was committed to the sequel to The Magnificent Seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, so he couldn't do the second one. But the guy who he was playing the same character as for The Magnificent Seven swapped roles with him and played Zapata for the second one. 
So, and then uh, Lee Van Cleef came back for the third. But anyways, Lee Van Cleef as uh, Zapata, he's just this immortal badass. He does so many crazy things in the first Zapata movie. It's just insane. He can, like, pick off, like, a dude's, like, head at, like, 500 yards. Everybody's just like, a rifle only has 200 yards accuracy. He's like, pa-pow, 500 yards, ba-bam. Uh, he kills a bunch of dudes, and uh, and he even, like takes out the villain by like flipping a coin at him it's 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 horribly badass it's just like it's like spaghetti western at its most comical now on the flip side of this the bride was pretty damn awesome mm. you know everyone remembers the yellow tracksuit she kills a ton of dudes with her sword no firearms in this movie true I mean the fight scenes in there are great she rips out that one chick's eyeball in the second movie <laughs> She uh she gets in the samurai sword fight with uh what's that oh, woman Lucy Lou Lucy Lou I mean like every fight that she does is cool and also slightly funny too so I mean That's really true. liked I thought the bride was pretty awesome I think I think they're kind of equals I mean Sapata kills a bunch of dudes um, the bride kills at least eighty eight dudes at the same time <laughs> <laughs> or at least most of most of them. You know, and they're both they're both funny, very over the top movies. I mean, the first Zapata movie, the uh, the the main rival to the dude is a man named Banjo, and he has a sh- he has a banjo that doubles as a automatic shotgun. Mm. They're just like they're just both very over the top movies. But who's yeah. more badass? Mm, I gotta, I, I I gotta give it to the bride, in my opinion. Mm. I I've rewatched those movies more often. Can't say I've made it through all of Zapata movies. I know it. I know it. Now, this is this is tough for me because I love Sapata. It was like one of my one of my favorites. He's just one of those guys where like he walks in a room and you're like, well, we're all dead because it's Sapata. Until he walks in a room with Clint Eastwood because he did not survive the Clint Eastwood westerns. Well, that was like that was funny because they were pitting like one spaghetti western champ up against another one. You know, that's yeah. what made those movies so special. And Sabata did not win. Well, he wasn't Sabata there. I mean, really, they watered him down for every Clint Eastwood <laughs> appearance. All right. Well, what are you saying? I'm saying the Bride. You know, I I think they're equal, but I'll have to give the Bride points for style. And okay. you know, it, it is it is more badass to feel like the main the main character can die. Yeah, yeah, she does get pretty messed up. Super messed up, especially her fight against uh, Gogo, the schoolgirl with the uh, the chain and the uh, <laughs> oh, and yeah. the weight on the end. She's just like, you call that begging? Ha ha! Yeah, that's messes her up. Okay. All right, let's give it to the bride. All right, next up we have Batman, and we're talking the latest trilogy, the Christian Bale Batman movies. Oh, uh, we're not confused. we're not talking about Batman Returns. No, sorry, we're not going to go with the uh, Val Kilmer Batman or the George Clooney Batman. We're just going with the Christian Bale latest trilogy Batman. All right. Versus The Samurai. Oh, yeah, from Yojimbo. Yojimbo. Yo, Kurosawa Samurai. classic. Yes. Well, this is tough because, all right, so in, in Yojimbo, it's, you know, it was remade into that, um, into a clean, a, was it remade? In, no, it was, it was remade several times into different westerns. One of which starred uh, Bruce Willis. Yeah, but the, the basic thing where there's two town, or there's a town with two warring sides, and the stranger comes in and he pits them against each other. He works for one side, works for another side until they're basically all dead. Yes. So, but but the stranger comes in, and I mean he's kind of an anti-hero for for a lot of the movie. You know, he kills some dudes just to show how powerful he is. But then it all comes down to uh, he has a heart of gold, 
and he and he saves this um he saves this woman uh from one of the sides and that that that's his downfall and they beat the crap out of him and somehow he survives to the end but the most badass thing that he did besides killing a bunch of dudes was um they keep talking about this uh like this psycho guy who's on uh one of the one of the faction sides who's coming back to town coming back to town the psycho guy finally comes back in the end and he has a gun and samurai can't fight against a gun yeah man that's what happened in the tom cruise movie yeah exactly so he comes back with a gun and you're like how the hell is he gonna get through this and he does and he and he basically kills everybody in town the end now i'll admit i never saw this movie so when you nominated it i went on youtube mm. and they have a video saying every person yojimbo or every person that dies in the yojimbo movie mm. and so it's like a four minute clip of the samurai just like ha, 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 ha. oh yeah so i watched that that was cool oh he doesn't he don't mess around he's just like boom dead boom dead yeah, yeah, they, yeah. One, one slice kill shots. Mm-hmm. So it was cool, you know. On the other side, Batman. You know, this latest Batman has been pretty awesome. You know, beats the shit out of a lot of guys. Uh, sometimes he talks a little bit too much in a, a little <laughs> weird of a voice. So he goes, against, yeah, he goes against some pretty <laughs> tough odds and stuff. So, like Batman, what did you have for dinner? Spaghettios. Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna puke. <laughs> Oh, I'm not wearing a bib. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I mean, he, d- he uses a lot of technology, so he doesn't do like crazy action moves per se. I think I think Batman is overshadowed in uh, in in the second and third movie by how awesome his villains are. I mean, by the third one, he's like he has a cane. You know, he's just barely scraping by. He gets the crap kicked out of him by Bane. And then he just barely makes it to the end. And he's like, his whole no-gun policy is a little like, well, I don't know if you're really a badass if you're like, no guns, only fists, and catch lines. That's true. Like, even the, even the criminals in the second movie, they're like, ah, we know you got a Boy Scout code. Exactly. You know, we're not totally scared of you. So, yeah, yeah I would give it to the samurai. Cool. Yeah. Well, I, samurais train Batman anyways. Oh, dude, exactly. League of Shadows and stuff. Actually, no, they were they were more like ninjas than samurais. Close enough. Yeah. Samurai. All right. All right, next up, this is a uh, was a popular submission on our Facebook page, mm. so we put it in. That would be Marv from Sin City. Oh, yes. Marv, that being a... Uh, what's the actor that did him? Oh, well, it was his breakout role. It was um, the guy who well, played the villain in Iron Man 2. Is that Mickey Rourke? Or? Yes, Mickey yeah. Rourke. Not his breakout role, but his comeback role, because he was huge in the 80s. Oh, yeah? Yes. Oh, Are you serious? Even... What? Was he like a villain in uh, a few movies? No, he was, no, he was a big-time player in the 80s, and then he quit and became like a boxer, and then effed up his face. <laughs> That's why his face looks like Marv now. Yeah. Well, Marv, Marv was pretty awesome in Sin City. I mean, he's, he's basically the main character. He has like the, uh, the most screen time, I believe. See, now, I, I would have to say right there, like, first of all, he's only in one movie. And second of all, he's only in half, maybe, of that one movie. Yes. You know, because then he just goes away, and then Bruce Willis takes over and stuff. Anyways, going up against the Transporter. Okay. The Jason Statham character, who did a trilogy of Transporter movies, which I love watching on a Sunday morning on FX. But the fight <laughs> scenes are just, I mean, like, they're so tongue-in-cheek, they're hilarious. Yes. Like, he, you know, like they start playing this awesome music and he gets surrounded by 30 guys and he just knocks over a thing of oil and just starts like slipping around on the ground and beating the shit out of him. And he like jumps on a bike 
and puts his feet into the bike stirrups and just starts kicking the shit out of people with the bike stirrups attached, attached to his feet. Like, they're ridiculously awesome fights. Like, you can laugh as you watch them. So I guess they're polar opposites because Marv is pretty serious. Oh, he's, yeah, and he's pretty serious and, like, um, he doesn't really use any weapons outside of his, uh, his mitts and guns. And his face that just stopped a lot <laughs> of punishment. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that, that face of his. He just but, bandaged it up. But I feel, I feel like, you know, they, they, they share some similar characteristics. They're both badasses, but they both have, like, a heart of gold. You know, like, yes. the, tra- the transporter, you know, like, he's just trying to do his job, but also, like, he'll stop doing his job to, like, save somebody's life. Yeah, it's, it's always his downfall is that he'll deliver any package unless it happens to be an Asian woman. And then he's like, ah, oh, shit, I got to open the package. <laughs> I got to fuck the package. I got to save the package. <laughs> he's like, oh, I think I'm going to keep this package for myself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have this package, get down on my package. Well, so. we'll do. Well, Marv's the same way. I mean, the beginning of Sin City, he's he's uh, nailing this gorgeous girl. And he's like, why the hell this is awesome blonde chick into me? I mean, look at me. I'm a, I'm a genetic freak. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he has to figure out, figure out her murder and in the process messes up a bunch of dudes trying to figure out, like, uh, trying to get the bottom of this mystery. But it, I feel like I feel like Marv is more badass because in the end of the movie he's getting his revenge. He has messed up everybody that's been involved in this conspiracy, and uh, and he's like instead of just simply killing the man in charge, he stays where he can be caught so he can basically torture the guy to death and be killed himself. Now I do have to take some points away from him because he did get the shit kicked out of him by Frodo. True. I mean Frodo. Well, Kick the on. shit out of him at it was, one point. It was like Frodo mixed with like Freddy Krueger. You know I what guess, I mean? but it was still Frodo. It was Frodo, but it was like, but like, he had a lot going for him. Like, Marv is this big, huge, hulking dude, and Frodo is like tiny, and he had like superpowers or something. Yeah, that's, that's true. Well, I, even though Marv was only in half a movie and Transporter's in three movies, like, the impact that Marv makes was pretty cool. Hmm. I mean, it was pretty awesome. I do love the Transporter movies, but I can understand why the significance of Marv. He was he was pretty badass. I mean, there's this one scene where Marv is like, uh, he's saying like, oh, I, I love uh, hired killers. And then he just like, he beats the crap out of one. And he's like, now nah, time to show him I'm serious and shoots him in the gut before he can like hound him for information. He's always like torturing dudes to death. Yeah, I'm willing to give this to Marv. All right. Me too. So, I mean, I almost uh, I feel like somewhere the transporter's crying because I hurt his feelings <laughs> because I like the transporter <laughs> movies, but All right, next up we have Thor. Mm. Thor being the latest uh, you know, Thor, the Avengers movie, the you know, his own movie. He's got a second one coming out, but you right. know. Thor Thor the Dark World. Yeah. So we've got The God of Thunder going up against another uh Jumpman listener submission, Ash. Oh, from the Evil Dead. Yes. So, Ash, we've got Evil Dead 1 and 2, and we have Army of Darkness. Now, I put him on here because we had multiple listeners of our show suggest him. Mm. But at the same time, is he really an action hero? Well, he, come, he comes from two horror movies, mm-hmm. and then the third one, he is an action hero, but it's pretty much a comedy. I mean... I, you know, and I would I would even say that he only really has one movie because Evil Dead Two was a remake of Evil Dead One. You know, um, so 
I feel like in the first one, him surviving the, the horror was pretty badass. That's kind of like on par with Vin Diesel surviving Pitch Black. Yeah, it was cool. You know, it's like he comes from, you know, it's just like this, it starts out as like this, he's just a regular teenager looking to score on this weekend with his girlfriend, and then by the end, you know, he's like spouting one-liners, and he's like destroyed the uh, the, the crazy, overpowering, dark, evil thing. Yeah. And then uh, Army of Darkness, I mean, yes, he's an action hero. Tons, way more one-liners, bangs the hot chick, has like a chainsaw for a hand. Bangs the hot chick and then kills her. True. Well, no, the hot chick turns into the evil witch. Yeah, but but no, he saves her. No, she she lives at the end of the movie. Oh, I forget. Yeah, he no he he uh, she, he accidentally hits her with the with his car, but it was just a trick. And then uh, when he kills the his evil half, which is pretty badass, that like the villain of the movie is basically his his evil side. So he's playing yeah, two true. people. Oh, and then no, once he kills his evil half, she reverts to normal. Mm-hmm. But then he decides to go away anyway. And in the American cut, in the American cut is so badass because he keeps. He keeps referencing his job as like a store clerk at yeah. Smart, and then in the end, you get to see him in that role, and he's still whooping ass and zombies. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the other side, Thor. I mean, the best part of Thor is the first five minutes of his movie when he takes on the Frost Giants. Yes, and you really see how effective that hammer of his is. Like that was pretty awesome. It was great. I mean, he's unstoppable. He's like, he's like, at one point, he's through just like hitting giants with a hammer. So he's like, I'm going to kick up this ice at him. Pa 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 pa. That was pretty awesome. Then, of course, he loses the hammer for most of the movie. Well, I mean, Th- <coughs> that's, I'm really hoping Thor 2 is just straight up action because Thor 1 was about, all right, you know, Thor is kind of a dick, you know, and uh, he has to prove to audiences that he has a heart of gold and he can change, he can be a good dude. Hey, anyone can change if Natalie Portman asks them to. That's true. <laughs> Natalie Portman can tell me, hey, I'm Natalie Portman. Hey, stop trashing the Star Wars prequels. I was in them. No problem, Natalie Portman. Yes. Uh, <laughs> sure, I am blinded by your lights. I'll be... <laughs> and by light, I mean titties. See, yeah, I would say to that, you know, after Natalie Portman did so well after the prequels, I was like, wow. Natalie Portman did such a great job in the prequels. Good job. Natalie Portman was the best part. Everything else was terrible. I did like her in the second movie when that iguana rips off her her <laughs> uh, the bottom of her shirt so her bare midriff is showing. I thought that was pretty sweet. I was like, hey, score points for the iguana. <laughs> like, you can't think she's hot in the first movie because she's supposed to be underage. But in the second movie, her hotness shines a little bit. That's true. But she is hitting on, like... Uh, An whatever. underage boy, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> uh, anyways, so I don't mean you've got Ash. He's got three movies, and he's pretty cool in all of them. You got Thor. He's a, not quite as much to go on. I kind of feel like Ash advances here. I mean, even though Thor is a god and he's the god of thunder, and he's kind of like um, he's kind of like grounded by his dad. He's kind of like a teenage story. You yeah. know, he's like, man, I got to hang out on Earth and not have any powers. Aww. Yeah, I feel like if we were doing this after we saw Thor 2, maybe this would change. But for now, I give it to Ash. Me too. Ash, Ash survived some, like, horrible stuff. Yeah, and he was pretty. And he's got some awesome one-liners. By oh, the yeah. way, I just, I just saw Wizard of Oz, the prequel. You know how oh. Sam Raimi always puts Bruce Campbell in his movies? Yes. He does show up in it, and he has a pretty funny moment. That's great. No, actually, I'm really looking forward to seeing that. It was okay. We can do a review later. All right. All right. Next up, Cameron Poe. 
<laughs> you know, put, put the bunny it back into the box. This is actually Nick Cage's only appearance on our action hero chart. Uh, yes, from Con Air. Wait, okay. is, wait, wait, wait. Is isn't this Nick Cage's like only action hero role where he doesn't play like a crazy person? That's the thing. Like he really, even though as, as much as we love Nick Cage, he really didn't fit on this bracket that much, except for Cameron Poe, straight up action hero. Right. And he's going up against Lee which is the character played by Bruce Lee in the movie <laughs> Enter the Dragon. It was pretty much easy. Just call me Lee. Yeah. We all know who it is. So Lee, Enter the Dragon, versus Cameron Poe in Con Air. So, so in Con Air, Cameron Poe, he's like, he was screwed by the justice system, and he's, he's on his way to go be with his hot wife, who he hasn't seen for like 15 years, and he has to take down this this evil bunch of like, prison inmates that all have their you know weird stuff and seven years not 15 seven oh he got off early for good behavior i guess no it was always seven years oh really yeah oh well uh good for him remember the daughter's only seven. Oh, that's he had, true he hasn't seen her very true very true so he's got to take out a bunch of prisoners on a plane yep and lee lee <laughs> uh lee uh, has to go to this island to participate in this life or death tournament to track down his sister's killers and kill them and he whoops a lot of dudes, including the big bad guy at the end who's got, like, a Wolverine claw attachment to his hand. That's true, yeah. I mean, like, after he takes down Bolo <laughs> yeah. and and the dude who killed his sister, I mean, he wasn't going to stop there. He kills the guy who kills his sister, humiliates yeah. him, and kills him in the tournament. But that's not enough. No, he has to take down the criminal empire that ordered it all. So, uh, yeah, no, he, he kills down the dude who has, like, he's got, like, a collection of hands that he can use on Bruce Lee. Mm-hmm. And uh, it kills him in an awesome way, too. Like, he's he's all just, like, hand-to-hand and whatnot, and then he conquers the, the maze of illusions. Yeah, the mirror maze. <laughs> right, and then uses a spear and just, through the back. I feel, you know, it sounds like blasphemy since we're such Nick Cage fans, but I feel like Lee advances alone just on the strength of his sound effects. <laughs> I mean, the sound effects in that movie should really are the best of all time. Not only Lee's sound effects when he whoops someone's ass, but just the punching and kicking sound effects too. Like the whoosh, whoosh, wah, whoosh, 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 whoosh. I mean, they're the fucking best. You know, I would I would put it I would, I would pit Lee's sound effects up against Cameron Poe's one-liners cuz Lee doesn't <laughs> really have any badass. I mean, he has a couple like a couple badass lines, but Cameron Poe is just like shitting them out every scene. Yeah, his lines are subtitled <laughs> when he has badass lines. <laughs> but Bruce Lee, man, if looks could kill, like Bruce Lee just gives you that look, and you're like, ah, oh, fuck. Yes. I'm so done. Yes. I don't, even, I don't even need to go into detail about the badass things he does in that movie. Lee advances. Yes. All right. Next up, we got another fan submission, one I agree with, El Mariachi. Oh, now, wait, 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 there, wait. Hold on. There was three movies. We're not going with the original Mariachi in the short film. We're going with El Mariachi, a.k.a. Antonio Banderas, in Desperado and mm-hmm. Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Up against, collectively, James Bond. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, what? James no, Bond. It can't, it can't be collectively. That's just like, that's unfair. That's so many movies. I know, but at the same time, you can some movies can hurt him and some can help him. That's true. There was Tomorrow Never Dies. There was a lot of shitty being James Bond movies. Let's face it, okay? I'm not the biggest Bond fan. Yeah. So a lot of the movies I don't like at all. True. But some of them are pretty sweet. Yeah, I mean, there was uh, Octopussy. <coughs> I mean, there's some there's some good ones in there. Yeah. 
So, yeah, I mean, now, when I first saw Desperado and Antonio Banderas, you know, now Antonio Banderas has soured a little bit over time. When right. you know more about him, see more of his shitty movies. When I first saw Desperado, I was like, this movie is awesome. Like, True. I thought it was badass. That bar scene where he kills everyone in the bar uh, except for Cheech. Yes. <laughs> that was pretty damn sweet <laughs> at the time. And then he fights uh, Danny Trejo with the knives. Oh, I mean, yeah. You know, and he, you know, he strums his guitar a couple times. You know, actually, what's funny about Desperado is he does not kill Danny Trejo. He runs from Danny Trejo, and Danny Trejo gets killed by another dude. Oh, that's true. That's right. He just gets knifed a lot. Yeah, he gets knifed a few times. He's like, crap, run from the knife, man. Yeah. And then he summons his, his three buddies, the original El Mariachi and his two friends, uh, to whoop ass. Mm-hmm. So okay, and he does he does get to bang the hot chick, which is all right. That's pretty badass. Salma Hayek is in her heyday back oh. then, <laughs> for hotness. She's rolling around in the heyday. Yes. You know the, these days that banana's got a you know some age marks on it, so a couple <laughs> bruise spots. But back then, wow, hubba hubba, dude. Yeah, and that was back in the day where all right, you were gonna get a softcore porn scene in your action movie, and that happens in Desperado. Yeah. That movie is pretty awesome. Now, of course, you know, there's no denying James Bond. I mean, as an icon, he has quite the resume. There's a lot of, I mean, that guy gets the girl every time. Yeah, but you know, we don't get 100%. to see him. We don't get to see him bang the girl on screen though, like we did see, saw in Desperado. No, that's true. That's true. But like, I mean, like he's done everything. He's, he's done every one. Gotten out of yeah, and every one. He's gotten out of numerous death-defying situations. There's been some pretty cool stunts. And contraptions in the Bond movies. It's true, but you know what? Um, I would say, but like, all right. I, I'm just thinking of a specific example. Goldfinger, pretty awesome Bond movie. But and and like he's he's a badass a couple times in the movie. However, he spends a lot of that movie as the prisoner of the villain. Well, I feel like Bond is a different kind of action movie hero. He's like a suave dude, mm-hmm. so he's got the suit on, and he's like he doesn't need to like bare knuckle brawl through everything because he's more civilized, and somehow still gets the job done. Yeah, I feel I feel like Bond is like he's he's like you know if you roll a character who has like twelve, let's just say like twenty charisma, twenty out of twenty, you know, but like he doesn't really have a ton of action, but he but he has it where it counts, and he's got a ton of gadgets. Yeah, he gets by on coolness. That's true. That's true. In his, in his movies, I think. I think up to this point, we've been judging everybody on like badass, bad, badassitude. Oh, you have been. Um, I, I've been considering everything. All right. Well, no, that's true. No, <laughs> James Bond does have that that going for him, and good thing too, because without it, he'd be screwed. Yeah, I mean, I feel like on the the full collection of this movies and stuff, I would give it to Bond this time. Bond up against who are you? Who is he? Oh, Errol Mariachi. I don't know, because, like, James Bond has never had to, like, kill his own brother. I guess he kind of did that with 006 in Goldeneye. Yeah, I mean, that was pretty his, good. his buddy. And, the, you know, the last few Bond movies have actually kicked a lot of ass. He's been a total badass in the, the Dan- Daniel Craig era. Yeah. All right, I would give it to James Bond, collective James Bond. <laughs> That's right. I, I want to see, like, Bonds. Jim- <laughs> Bonds, James Bonds. Yes. All right, here we go. Indiana Jones versus who cares? <laughs> Indiana Jones versus Wolverine. Let's get this over with. All right, Wolverine, <laughs> healing factor, adamantium skeleton, 
can't die. I mean, that's unfair. I've already penciled in Indiana Jones, so keep talking. <laughs> Let's just move on. Fuck Wolverine. I mean, He's too overpowered. Indiana, Indiana Jones is the fucking man. Come on, dude. I mean, jeez. He just gets through everything. He's he's the fucking balls right there. I mean, in, oh God, who am I? I'm not an animal. Indiana Jones has already <laughs> killed like 80 Nazis by the time Wolverine <laughs> knifed somebody. I mean, Wolverine, the thing about Wolverine is like, you'd think with those claws, he would be great at like stealth kills. Like Indiana Jones, stealth kills all the time. When he can't stealth, he'll just take, he'll steal your machine gun and kill everybody with it. I yeah. mean, you know, and he's also super smart. You know, he figures out a lot of stuff, but he has a heart of gold. I feel like I feel like we're writing these things about these action characters. All right, all right. Do they kill a bunch of dudes? Yes. Are they funny? Okay. Do they have a heart of gold? Probably. No, they don't need to have a heart of gold, but you know, well, that's just how they are in these movies. I, I feel like I feel like we're starting to see like patterns, though. Like you know, and just kind of describing all these action movie heroes, they kind of all uh, they kind of all mesh together. Yeah, well, I mean that's how it is. They they it's a, a tried and true formula for audiences. True. Well. I mean, I'm not going to go against Indiana Jones. I would just say, in, in Wolverine's defense, I mean, that's what happens when you have everything. You know, you live for hundreds of years, and you can't be killed, and you can kill everybody as you start to, like, break down emotionally. He, I mean, to transfer Wolverine from the comics to the movies, they did a great job. He looks, sounds like Wolverine. Good for you. But Indiana Jones wins every time. Sorry. All right. All right. Moving on. Okay. Ellen Ripley. You may know as Scorny <laughs> Weaver. Ellen <laughs> That's her. That's her name. I never heard her called Ellen before. Well, they just say Ripley. Yeah. Ellen. Fine. We'll shorten it. Ripley. Thank you. Uh, Sigourney Weaver from the Alien movies, versus Aragorn from Lord of the Rings movies. Wow. The, ra- the Ranger. The the Ranger who becomes the king. Yes. Yeah. And the, the the Elf King is like cast off the Ranger, and stop banging my daughter. Yeah. Or start, Dude. just do one of the two. I mean, she's going up. to outlive you. <laughs> and he's like, "Sounds good, man. She really isn't going to grow old while I do. This is the perfect arrangement." Yeah, but you know, at the same time, I mean, he was of like old blood, so he was going to live a long time too. Yeah, yeah, he already established that he was pretty old. So yeah, exactly. Well, Aragorn, he's pretty badass. In the movies, in the movies, really make him out to be an action star. I mean, he destroys whole like mobs of troops by himself. Yeah, kills a lot of orcs in these movies. Tons. And, you know, I was watching a lot of YouTube clips about all these action stars. Uh, some of these some of these action heroes are up against, like, regular dudes. You know, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, just up against, like, regular guys with weapons, regular guys who know kung fu. Aragorn is up against fucking, like, trolls and giant muscular black urukai. You mm-hmm. know, that are just, like, juggernauts with these giant machete things that look like, like a giant slab with a sharp end on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he wields a, a broadsword because he has to. You know, like, uh, a lot of other guys will, like, take you down with, like, hand-to-hand combat or have, like, a like a light kind of katana with, like, a really crispy edge or a lightsaber. He has to have, wield, like, a broadsword to take these giant dudes down. Yeah, Jake. I take down giant dudes with my dick. <laughs> you would. <laughs> That's what Aragorn says when you're not looking. Damn. Anyway, so now <laughs> I feel like I'm going to be a little blasphemous here with Ripley. Sigourney Weaver Ripley gets a lot of credit for being the first woman action star, really. 
You know, like, it wasn't even, it was supposed to be a dude, then they cast her. She's pretty tough, she's pretty badass, she got some pretty good lines and stuff. And, you know, she'll go down in cinematic history for being the, the first woman to kind of push the boys out of the way. Mm-hmm. Mad props for that. Well done. Eh, as far as action hero, I mean, she only goes against one alien in the first movie. And, uh, second movie is awesome. And then the third movie sucked hard. The fourth oh. movie sucked <laughs> even harder. Yes. Well, it's like the Die Hard effect in that, like, uh, you, I, I take it back. After Aliens 2, it just it just falls off a cliff and dies. Yeah, so, I mean, like, as far as, I mean, those are good. There's so, some action movies in there, but she doesn't do much action-y stuff. She does at the end of each movie. Mm-hmm. She always does one thing at the end of each movie. Get away from her, you bitch. Yeah. Kind of thing. Oh, where's my sandwich? But, um. <laughs> when was that? <laughs> I just made that part. Up. Is it? <laughs> like, I'm hungry. Somebody get in the fucking kitchen. Oh, but she, but she doesn't really do that much for action. True. Stuff. So very, very true. But she does. She does show that she has a pair when everybody does not. Yes. Yeah. She is tough. Like she, you know, the other Marines are like game over, man. And she's like, get a hold of yourself. So uh, that's not what she said. She said something cooler <laughs> like, than that. Get, she says, get in the kitchen and bring me back a sandwich and it better be fucking toasted. I mean, I love the movie Aliens. Oh, yeah. The second one is awesome. First one's good, too. Third and fourth one are just just so diabolically bad. Just not fun to watch at all. Um, you know, so it's like I'm, I'm, I'm tipping my cap to her place in, in history. But Aragorn <laughs> does kill a lot of orcs. No, and, and and you know we 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 said it wasn't gonna be about like who could take on who in right. a fight, right. but like Aragorn just you know destroys you know hundreds and hundreds of orcs on his conquest to become king, and he doesn't get impregnated on the way. And he wasn't in like two shitty movies or anything like Alien Three or Alien Four. No, thank goodness his character was not in the prequels because uh, the Hobbit. Blech. So Aragorn advances. Absolutely. Okay. Next up, we have the man with no name. Mm. That would be the Clint Eastwood in his trilogy of spaghetti westerns. He was referred to as the man in no name. The most popular of the movies being the good, the bad, and ugly. So right. now we know what we're talking about. <laughs> One of the best soundtracks for a western ever. Yes, and basically these movies helped Quentin Tarantino become the man he was destined to be. Oh well, I mean, it's uh, ripping it's, off old movies like these. <laughs> it, it inspired inspired like legions of film fans to you know get communication degrees and then go nowhere, and then occasionally you know a couple of Quentin Tarantinos to really you know step up the bar and make films totally ripping off these old ones. Yeah. So decades before he went uh, old. And started talking to chairs with no one in the chairs. <laughs> Clint Eastwood is amazing as the man with no name. He's going up against mm. Judge Dredd, not Sylvester Stallone. Aww. <laughs> but Carl Urban, Judge Dredd. Now, Judge Dredd, Carl Urban obviously has a lot smaller uh, a sample size to pick from one movie going up against the trilogy of the man with no name. That's true. You know, some, someday, Eric, we're going to have to have, like, a cheese-off between like the, I want to do like the cheesiest action movie heroes, and Stallone from Judge Dredd is going to be on that list. And it would be against nine different Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. Yes. <laughs> so, and maybe right. two Sylvester Stallones. So, so Judge Dredd has to fight his way through the whole movie 
Uh, I still haven't watched it yet. I have. It's pretty badass. I yeah, mean, yeah, I, yeah. We all know how I stand on this because I, you know, I he won all our fake Oscars. Yes. At the same time, Clint Eastwood, Man with a Name. I mean, pretty damn iconic. Like that is a badass right there. It's true, and you know, Man with No Name. He also is like the man with no lines for most of his movies. He just kind of like looks around, kind of waits for like the opportune moment, and then slaughters everybody. Actually, man. I I feel like he waits until there's like six or less people in like a good proximity with him, and then he kills them because any more, and he would have to like, you'd <laughs> have to like reload. And when we were talking about the movie Yojimbo, how the samurai walking through town inspired tons of movies, it actually happened right here. Yeah. I believe it was the second of his movies, maybe for a few dollars more, mm-hmm. where he's the stranger that walks through town and puts the two people, uh, uh, gangs against each other. Right. No, it was it was a direct uh, direct remake. Um, so. I mean, Cl- Clint Eastwood in those movies, he's awesome. He proved that like to be a badass, you don't have to say a goddamn word. I mean, like, a lot of the time in um, in uh, The Good and the Bad and the Ugly, he has, like, his Mexican counterpart who's calling him Blondie all the time uh, mm-hmm. to say everything for him. Yeah. You know, and you don't know at a certain point where, like, they get screwed. Uh, you don't even know if he's going to, like, the, the Mexican guy, I forget his character's name, I apologize, but uh, he's hanging by this tree with his legs uh, limply trying to, um, to stand on this uh, gravestone. If he falls off, he's going to die. And Clint Eastwood just wanders off on his horse like he's not going to save him. And he, mm-hmm. like, goes and goes and goes and goes. And then only when he's, like, let him suffer a little bit does he, like, come back and make this amazing shot and shoot him down. Yeah, I mean, uh, I feel like I got to go with Man With No Name over Judge Dredd. Just because, I mean, it really, it really was pretty awesome. I mean, he, he didn't have, like, future technology. All he had was, like guns and <laughs> and his attitude his attitude is super badass yeah if judge dread had a sequel he wins or if he was just against it was just a bad matchup for him mm. if he was up against some of these other entrants he wins but man with no name well dude i mean they they just kickstarted funded uh veronica mars movie why the hell can't they kickstart a judge <laughs> dread sequel maybe you know i mean the dvds were selling pretty well so awesome all right next up we've got celine which would be Underworld Trilogy, The Vampire, by Kate Beckinsale, so hot, Mm -hmm. against Brian Mills with a specific set of skills. (laughs) It's going to end up with a thousand kills (laughs) from the movie Taken. Oh, too bad that didn't rhyme with ills. Yeah. Um, So you got Super Dad up against Super Hottie. I mean, she's Celine kills a ton of vampires, and she always goes. She always kills some huge, big, bad monster at the end of each of them, basically. True, but I don't care because Taken is just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Even, I'm not even looking at Taken Two. Brian Mills, Brian. Like if if Celine and a bunch of vampires ki- kidnap Brian Mills's daughter, I have no, <laughs> no hesitation to say that Brian Mills would have killed all the vampires. And rescued his daughter before she got turned. I mean, he would walk into a room full of vampires that are going to suck his blood and be like, oh, by the way, um, uh, uh, here, here's this I scribbled down in vampire glyph. Uh, would you kindly translate it for me <laughs> so I can figure out if you're the woman who, uh, who killed my daughter, <laughs> turned her to a vampire? And she'd be like, good luck. <laughs> yeah. He'd be like, oh, you just signed your own death warrant, vampire. But this isn't about who would win in a fight. 
No, but at the same time, I gotta give it to Brian Mills. Like, I like the underwear trilogy. Wait, did you say underwear? <laughs> yeah, remember we used to joke about that? We call yes. it underwear. All right. I like the underwear trilogy, but they do not even come close to how much fun Taken was. I mean, it's true. In terms of, like, but it for me, it all boils down to bad attitude. I mean, uh, even when he's just protecting the pop star, uh, Super Dad is, like, a badass. Oh, yeah. You know, like... He goes from like, oh well, this is my uh, this is my daughter, blah blah blah, you know, like kind of like nerding out about his kid to like, blah, 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 blah. he goes into like his dog voice where he's just yeah. like barking orders and breaking elbows. Yeah, I'm Nathan. Yeah, yeah. Mills takes it. Yeah, I, I had to give it to Mills. You know, when when I was looking at this list, Eric, I was kind of realizing another pattern about action movies and that they're mostly starring white males from age 20 to 40. Well, that does happen, but we do have um, some different ethnicities on this list, and we have some women on this list. I know, so. I know. Well, when, when I submitted my, um, my, my my quarter of the list, I was like, all right, I got to think hard and put, like, you know, like the most badass uh, women I can think of, or just like anybody that's not like, you know, like a, a balding, middle-aged white guy. Oh, see, I just went straight with what I thought was the best. I didn't try to, like, be politically correct like you no, did. No, 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 so. no. What I'm saying is I wasn't going for politically correct. I was just like, all right, I, I can think about this, and I could come up with some real contenders for this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's, when it comes down to, like, bad attitude, there's just something about, like, these iconic movie heroes that just happen to be, you know, like, uh, of a certain ilk. Yeah. Well, next up, we got Robots. So that check that box off of the uh, minority list. There you we go. Got, and this just happened. I did not put this together, but it was funny when I saw it. RoboCop versus Iron Man. Oh my God! Fights. Well, one of these one of those contenders can leave the suit and go bang his secretary, and the That's other true. can't. Yes. The other now, and the other goes home and is haunted by memories of his dead child and wife. Well, they didn't die. They just left. They moved oh, on. Oh, okay. They were not killed. Okay. Um, I like Iron Man. I like um, what Robert Downey Jr. has brought to the table. He's mm-hmm. funny. He's cool. Um, but I mean, I'm you know, ah, oh, that first RoboCop movie is just so good. It's true. RoboCop is. The, I wish RoboCop was my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> A good old Uncle Robo. Yeah. Well, you know, Iron Iron Man, he kind of takes the the Iron Man movie. It's half action, half comedy. You know, yeah. doesn't take itself too seriously. And Iron Man himself, he's kind of a dick. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't do things that are like, like make him into like, like an asshole. But he's kind of like, you know, like the billionaire playboy that everybody makes him out to be. And yep. he brings that to the table when he straps on the suit. Yeah. I mean, even though RoboCop 2 was in and RoboCop 3 sucked, the strength of RoboCop alone and just how many dudes he takes out, I give it, I give it to RoboCop over Iron Man. I mean, I like I like you, Iron Man. Yeah, but I don't love you like I love RoboCop. I mean, RoboCop had that moment where he kill he kills the dude with like the data jacker thingy. Yeah, you know, I'm talking about like the little middle finger. Yeah, and not only does he slice his neck, then he just like all this blood just drops out all over his robot chassis. Yep, and he's just like, I love it. Give me more. Yeah, yeah RoboCop was the shit, man. I yeah. hope they don't. I hope they don't mess it up with the remake. I mean, what I really liked about RoboCop as the as a badass was like. The whole time he's he's fighting against his programming. He's trying to be a man, and by the end, when the old dude's like, "What's your name, son?" He's like, "My name's Murphy." That's right. You know what I mean? And like in the end, in the end of the Iron Man, he's like, "Uh, 
I am Iron Man. Deal with it. Hee hee hee. I'm Iron our Robocop was one of the most perfect movies of all time. I mean, it was so. pretty great. All so. right, let's give it to Robo. Yep. All right, here's a weird uh, pairing. Mm. Han Solo versus, I'm going to pronounce her name wrong, Yushu it's Lin. Yushu Lian. Yushu Lian from yeah. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Right, and that's it's Chow Yun-Fat's love interest, the, uh, the, the matronly woman behind the scenes who's always giving Chow Yun-Fat great advice, and he doesn't take any of it. And she, uh, Michelle Yu or Yao, yeah. she is uh, a great action star in a lot of movies. But we're just considering her character in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Well, it's not. It's not like it's not the. Um, it's not the little girl who inherits the green destiny sword. It's the oh old, shit! I'm no, sorry. Yeah, no, no. It's it's the older the older woman in the movie who's like, Chow Yun Fat, you gotta just take that blade away from her, dude. What the hell you doing? No, you're right. I mean, like, I knew we were talking about the older woman, and then I just named the actress of the younger one. So yeah. I know you're talking about the older one. I'm sorry, I can't think of her name. No, there's there's a the one iconic fight. In Crouching Tiger, where she proves how much of a badass she is, is the whole movie. She's just like, "Let me take her, let me take her down, Chow Young Fat. Come on, dude!" And so, one fight, she finally gets to take her on and proves that she can like. Doesn't matter what she has at her disposal, she's just like a master of all weaponry. And if it weren't for like the fact that the young girl has like the most powerful blade in the universe, she would just destroy her. Mm. So when it, when it, when I remembered her, I was like, "Dude, she was such a badass in the movie." But then there's Han Solo. I mean, Han Solo guns his way through three movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's face it. Luke Skywalker wasn't the star. Han Solo was the star. <laughs> no matter what anyone wanted you to think, Han Solo was the man. I mean, Han Solo doesn't give a crap about, like, killing a guy, killing a bounty hunter that's, like, after him. That's right. So, unlike, he's, you know, he's, he's more of a loose cannon than uh, Yushu Lian. Yeah. You know, she's she's like chaotic. No, she's like straight up good. He's like somewhere in the middle. Yeah, he's ready to take on the Death Star by himself. He's ready to run through a hallway and chase all these stormtroopers. It's pretty awesome, and he makes some pretty cool jokes right as he thinks he's gonna die. That's true. He gets to he gets to bang the princess Yushu, uh, <laughs> the person who she wanted to be with her whole life, dies in her arms as a result of his terrible planning. Yeah, that was pretty dumb. Yeah, she's just like, dude, we could have avoided this. Uh, I gotta give it to Han Solo. I mean, like, you know, no offense to her. Mm -hmm. It was a pretty good fight, but I mean, Han Solo for three movies, way cooler. I mean, in in terms of bad attitude, Han Solo doesn't prove that he's, like, the best out there, but he will, like, he'll put in, like, a cheap shot when it counts. Yeah, I'm sorry. I had to vote for Han Solo. Hmm. No, I gotta, I gotta use my veto power, Eric. Okay. Boom. Yushu advances. All right. See ya, Han. Goodbye. All right. Next up, we have Neo. <laughs> what? <laughs> the one. What? I, I had to put Neo in there. He's in three movies. There's a lot of fucking fight scenes in him. Oh no, no, I'm not wanting that. I'm wanting who he's against. <laughs> oh, okay. A personal favorite of mine, John Matrix, aka Schwarzenegger from Commando. Dude. We couldn't have this tournament without at least one uh, Schwarzenegger one in here. And John Matrix has to save a young pre-hot Alyssa Milano. She won't be hot for 10 years. Yes. Um, <laughs> and he, he fucking, the body count has got to be like 500. He kills like a small nation to get to her. I mean, the most ba- I think the most badass thing he, he does is like, 
he jumps out of a plane at cruising I don't know how high up in the air and lives and then yeah. goes from there. Just yeah, and like and I mean, you know, the cheesy lines are pretty awesome in this one. Oh yeah. When he told this one uh this one guy he's like I I'll, I'm going to kill you last. And then then he like holds him over a cliff after they get in his car accident. He's like, "Wait, wait. You said you'd kill me last." I lied. <laughs> I love that when he's bringing him over to the cliff, he's just like, "Let's talk about the important things. Gravity is very important right now." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he just fucking kills everyone. When he goes to that small island nation with mm-hmm. the war paint on and all the guns, I mean, that was just awesome. I just mean, fucking kills everybody. He at one point when when he he needs uh, he recruits this young lady to help him out. He brings her over to this car and rips the passenger car seat out of the car. Boom! That was crazy. And he didn't need like I mean Neo the one in the Matrix. Uh, screw the sequels. Just the first Matrix. He does some pretty awesome stuff. Yeah, but, I mean the bullet time shit is pretty cool. I mean it, his whole fight against Agent Smith. Oh, it was great in the subway. Yeah. Uh-huh. That was that was awesome, but it's not. But the whole entire movie is not as cool as ripping the car, the passenger's car seat out of the car. Yeah, I mean that just wins it for me. We're just right there, just like boom, done. Or or at the end when he kills the bad guy who looks like a, a fat Kano. Oh yeah. Um, he smashes him through the steam <laughs> pipe, and he's like, blow off, let off some steam. Yeah, Bennett, put off some steam. <laughs> I mean, the the whole way that he convinced Bennett not to shoot and kill him and instead engage him in a knife fight where he could win. Yeah, uh, it was pretty Bennett, cool. Bennett already shot John Matrix and wounded him. Isn't it funny that it's called, that he is John Matrix going up against Neo from the Matrix movies? I mean... I swear I did not put them together like that. I had a giggle. But, um... But, yeah, I mean, then he's like, come on, Bennett, kill me! Kill me on. now! Yeah, and he's got the knife and stuff. He's like, and he's like, yeah, I can't do it, John. I can. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that was no, that was awesome. He used like he used the power of his mind to convince Bennett not to shoot and kill him when he could, and instead engage him on um, and in a way that he could win. That was pretty awesome. Commando's a guilty pleasure. I could watch it a zillion times. The body count is outrageous. It's yes. awesome. Neo, sorry, sorry yeah. Neo. Yeah, you've been recycled. That's right. <laughs> he'd be like you are not the one you are the two <laughs> okay our last matchup in the first round um another fan submission machete mm. versus blade wow both both dudes very good with um let's say uh pointy objects yes and uh does machete have a heart of gold i mean he kind of falls for like the 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 lady in like the first opening scene yeah, I mean, his family gets killed in the beginning, and mm-hmm. so, yeah, he's got a heart of gold. Yeah, well, they, they kill his family. Blade, I mean, they, they sort of killed his mother. Sort mm-hmm. of, kind of. <laughs> yeah. But Blade, oh, he's amazing, and, like, the scenes from Blade are just so iconic. The first movie was so good when he's killing all the vampires in, like, the disco, and uh, his fight against Deacon Frost in the end was so awesome. Yeah, I mean, I when I walked, I saw Blade in the movie theater. And when I saw in there, I just expected an okay movie. And then just within, like, five minutes, we were like, holy shit, this is awesome. Oh, yeah. This is way better than we thought it was going to be. I mean, Blade, he brought back comic books. Like, obscure comic books at that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I really have to give it to Blade. 
Yeah, me too. I mean, Machete was cool. We knew it was going to be fun. It was fun. Steven Seagal was in it. You know, it had some good jokes in it. I'm looking forward to the sequel. But, I mean, mm-hmm. the Blade movies were pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, they did get progressively less cool, but the first Blade was great. Yeah, it was. All right, second round. This will go faster because we've eliminated half the field. Moving on. This ought to be a good matchup. Mm. Casey Ryback, a.k.a. Steven Seagal, in Honor Siege 1 and 2, versus John McClane, Die Hards. <laughs> Damn, so you got you got the Navy SEAL cook up against the off-duty cop. Yes. Now, I will say since they they both did multiple movies, Under Siege 2 wasn't as good as the first one, but it wasn't a bad movie at all. It was pretty good. So, like, it didn't degrade that much. Whereas by the end of the Die Hard movies, they really kind of became die-hearted. Yeah, it's true. Um, I mean, as as the characters themselves, like, being badass... You know, um, uh, in Under Siege 1, he takes Miss 1988 or Miss 1989 or whatever as like a sidekick to kind of help him out. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Bruce Willis does not need that. In fact, well, I, I guess he has... Um, yeah, he he has, has a sidekick in half his fucking movies. What are you talking about? No, no, no. Well, uh, the first movie. I mean, he, he technically has Officer Carl Winslow like on the, on the radio, but that's about yeah. it. But in Die Hard's 3, 4, and 5, he has a sidekick. No, He's got true. Sam Jackson... He's got the I'm a Mac guy, Justin Long, from the commercials. <laughs> and then he's got his son in the last one. True. So. Okay, okay. It's it's tough because, like. It's not tough. It's Casey Ryback. It's Casey Ryback. I mean, John McClane, I, hey, man, Die Hard 1 is a better movie than Under Siege. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry it is, but... We're talking just the characters, just the awesomeness, the collection of the two. I mean, it's Casey Ryback. I mean, Casey He's Ryback, a- he he does use his Japanese Aikido, yeah. you know, and, like, breaks some elbows and stuff. But John McClane, John McClane, like, brings weapons to the table. I mean, he's using a gun the whole time. You know what? Under Siege was diehard on a uh, battleship, mm-hmm. so they should cancel each other out, except... Under Siege Two was Die Hard on a train, and I will take that. I will take that over uh, Die Hard in the city with Justin Long. That's true. You know, Under Siege Two is better than Die Hard. Die Hard Two on a plane. Yeah. All right. Let, all right. All right. Let's give it to him. It's got to be Ryback. Yeah. I mean, although like, you know, under under the Under Siege series has more. I, I want to say I, iconic lines than the Die Hard series. Plus, also. What's that woman that's like an all? She's on the Doctor Show and she's in all these annoying romantic comedies and everyone hates her. Which one? She was in Knocked Up. I don't know. It's okay. The fuck is her name? Fuck, I can't think of it. You got me. Anyways, in Under Siege Two, they knew that eventually she'd be in all these dumb romantic comedies that your girlfriend drags you to. Yes. And it shot her in the knee. Oh yeah, that's right. They're like. This is for when you do annoying romantic comedies later in life. Bam! Shoot her in the knee. <laughs> Fuck you. Maybe she just didn't want to scream in terror and pain anymore in those movies. She's like, I need a safe movie where the worst thing that could happen is I get dumped halfway through. Oh, I mean, she's been in so I've been dragged to so many shitty movies with her. I just love that she gets shot in the knee in Under Siege. <laughs> yeah, take that. Okay. All right, all right. Casey Ryback advances. Yippee we got the bride versus the samurai. Look at that! How that work out? Sword Damn. versus sword. Every every time. Every, all right, now now in these matchups, I'm thinking, all right, who would win in a fight? Because the first two, it's the same kind of thing. Like 
who would win in the fight? John McClane versus Casey Ryback. Now, who would win? The, the Samurai versus uh, The Bride. They're both pretty badass. Uh, I mean, The Bride did two movies, so The Samurai is one, but they were basically just one big movie that Quentin Tarantino just can't cut a script down. I mean, The Bride, in, in Kill Bill 2, The Bride makes a really stupid move. I mean, The Bride is not the smartest. In terms of being a badass, she, like, rushes the... The, the scene I'm talking about is, like, the uh, the trailer park scene where she, like, tries tries to, like, wait, stealthily wait out her prey till he goes into his trailer waits and then flings open the door and he shoots her right in the chest with a shotgun yeah but that does lead to the scene where she escapes from a coffin that is pretty badass like she's got no room in there and she does a bloody knuckle punch 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 until she punches her way out of there that was pretty cool all right that is that is pretty cool the samurai though like frames frames half the town for all these murders uh, by just ruthlessly cutting down a bunch of dudes and then, and then once he's done, like, swiftly, like, destroying them, he's like, oh, I gotta make it look like a bunch of, like, idiots did this. So he just, like, takes his sword and, like, cuts a bunch of things up and makes all these marks. And he's like, okay, I've used my brain today. It's a tough one. I would go with the bride on this. I think the bride kills more people. But, I don't know, it's tough. Because, like... It's just like the 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 final scene, Kill Bill Part Two, is such a letdown. Where it's like I I know it's supposed to be badass that she uses like the five finger technique on Bill, but instead it's just like oh, that's so lame. Really, you had to use the five finger thingy on him. You couldn't have had like a badass sword fight. The best is the Andy Samberg move in his movie Hot Rod, where he does the five finger technique and it makes you crap your pants. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Well, what do you want? I think in terms of a badass... Well, alright. Alright, let's give it to the bride. Why not? She does kill a bunch of dudes. Okay. Next up, Marv versus Ash. Two user submissions. Fight. Wow. Let's just tell... Oh, Ash definitely has more iconic lines. Where he's Mm -hmm. like, you know, This is my boomstick! Yeah. Anything he says in Army Darkness is great. I'm just going to give it to on movie size alone. You got three movies worth of Ash and half a movie versus Marv. I'm giving it to Ash. Like, he doesn't suck in any of them, so you can't even use them against him. True. All right, I'll give it to Ash. Sorry, Next Marv. Up. Yeah, I mean, Marv is cool. Don't get me wrong. He's cool. And he advanced in the first round, so I that's think, good. Well, I think everybody on this list is pretty awesome. I mean, you exactly. Had be, you had to be pretty good to make the list. Yeah, we're splitting hairs now. So, mm-hmm. all right. Next, we got Lee <laughs> versus Bonds, James Bonds, collectively. All right, this is a really good matchup because Lee from Enter the Dragon actually is like playing the role of like James Bond. In fact, there's like a James Bond uh, caricature playing alongside him in Enter the Dragon. He's basically the guy's basically James Bond. That guy did kind of look like Sean Connery and James Bond and on the uh, Lee movie on Enter the Dragon. He's like trying to throw some of the fights in the beginning to get some money. Oh yeah, dude. It, and and he has a heart of gold and he like, you know, the villain kind of brings him in and he's like, "Oh yeah, you know, fake fake uh, you know, bro fisting with the villain so he can get in um, on his uh-huh. criminal organization." And then he summons uh, he summons the Marines, I think, or like the some ninja army in the end. I respect the durability of the Bond franchise, but no one Bond movie was as awesome to watch as Enter the Dragon with Lee. 
I mean, like, Lee, Lee doesn't even have to be a badass in his fight scenes. Like, do you remember, the, there's a scene on the boat when they're going to the island where they have, like, these two praying mantises fighting and they're, like, gambling? Yeah. And Lee, and everybody's, like, and the James Bond wannabe is, like, I put the money on the big one. And Lee's, like, oh, ho, ho, the little <laughs> one will win. Yeah. And he's just kind of, like, showing him in that moment. He's just, like, I'm littler than you, American boy, but I will whoop you. I just like I like the the kind of moves he does where he punches or kicks someone and then leaves his arm or leg out there to linger afterwards. Like <laughs> like his arm is still extended while the other guys are on the ground just leaves it there like oh I mean like, the, it's awesome. The face that he makes when he kills his sister's killer is like insane. No one in action movie history has ever made that face on screen ever. Yeah, I, like, if I was the cameraman, I'd probably have a heart attack because he's oh. looking right at you, basically. I think everybody just shat their pants when that happens. It's like, what What the hell is he going to do now? Yeah. No, <laughs> no disrespect to James Bond, but I'm voting for Lee. Lee all the way. Maybe slightly biased because I watched the movie yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I've seen it like 12 times, but it just happened to be on Spike TV yesterday, too. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so good. I, what, you know what I want to do sometime is watch Enter the Dragon and Mortal Kombat back-to-back. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, Mortal Kombat's a shot for a shot ripoff of it. Oh, total ripoff. But it's but it's such a great thing. You yeah, know what I mean? Perfect. Why not? I mean, like, I feel like the only thing that they really, uh... <laughs> the only thing that was, like, different about uh, about Mortal Kombat was, like, the, the character Reptile. And was... Yeah. He basically supplanted all of, like, the, um... The, uh... The, the prostitute spies. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Next up, Indiana Jones versus Aragorn. Damn. That's a pretty good matchup. Once again, two similar badasses. See, here's what I think. Aragorn is pretty awesome. Mm. But he also has a cadre of... He has a fellowship mm-hmm. that's fighting along with him. So it's never, he's not, he never totally the main character. Indy is Indy. He's the main character. He does all the work. He carries the movies. He's the fucking man. Aragorn's cool. Indiana Jones, hands down. I feel like I feel like Indiana Jones puts himself into a ton of crappy situations because he doesn't have like a dwarf backing him up. Yeah, you know what I mean, I mean, no, technically he has like he does have a team. They're just oh, not around bullshit. all the time. Bullshit! I mean, come on, he's got Sala in a, one of the movies. He got Short Round. Come on, those guys don't do any of the legwork. Yeah, but you, you know, know they they save his butt like when he needs it. Yeah, but yeah, but I mean, Aragorn's got Legolas, Gimli, Gandalf. And then half the movie, we just see Frodo walking around. Oh well, come on! You can't you can't fault Aragorn for for sending Frodo. No, off. but I'm just saying, like Indiana Jones, no way he wins big time. That dude and, fucking punches away out of everything. No way, dude! All right, Aragorn is so badass, and then you say, "How badass is he?" I'm not because I don't care. Aragorn is so badass that like he's willing to to throw the lives away of all of his men and himself to buy Frodo some time at the end of The Return of the King. He's like, you know what? We may all die, even though we defended the White City. We may all die, but it's going to give Frodo 15 extra seconds of Sauron not looking at him, making him feel funny in his underpants. Indiana Jones chopped on a bridge that he was still standing on. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? He said some, But he said some Chinese right before it and was like, uh, like you know, he just he, he wrapped his leg around it. He could survive. No, he didn't wrap his leg around it. The short round did. Indiana Jones fucking throws himself face first into every situation. He's the man. Like <laughs> Indiana Jones would have taken the ring from Frodo. Like Frodo offers it to Aragorn, and he's like, "No, I can't handle it." And he's like, "Yeah, I got it." Puts it in his pouch and carries it to the <laughs> to the Mountain Doom. 
no problem. He wouldn't have turned it down. No way. Like, yeah, I got this. He would have taken it and said, this belongs in a museum. Yeah. <laughs> he, he would have taken control. I don't know. I'm voting for Indy. I mean, there was a, there was one point in Temple of Doom where Indiana Jones goes evil. And you're like, oh, shit, bad Indiana Jones is frightening. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. That was pretty cool. I mean, he, he does he does go against a super huge dude in every film played by the same character or the yeah. same actor. Where, he, where he proves that the little guy can still win. Indy's the best. I don't know, man. In terms of like sheer badassitude, I feel like they're they're like even the match, except that Indiana Jones is like almost is like a solo artist. Yeah, it's called the movie's called like Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. It's not called Aragorn and the Fellowship of the Ring. It I should mean, have. He, he's pretty awesome, <laughs> but it's not even his movie. It's definitely Indy. And Indy is human. Like, he has, like, a fear of snakes, and uh, he can't fly a plane and stuff, but he, he overcomes them. That's awesome. I like that. I mean, he does have the whole crisis of faith thing where he has to take, like, a leap of faith in the, uh, the third yeah. movie. That was pretty badass. I'm telling you, Indy, all the way. I don't know, dude. I, I think they're even. I think Fuck you. Vetoed. Shut Duh. up. Indy. Ridiculous. What? But even ridiculous. I even had to use a veto on that shit. All right, the man with no name ay, ay, ay. versus <laughs> versus Brian Mills taken. Super dad. Wow. Super dad. You got super dad versus super bad. Yes. Or I guess super good. That's tough because like Brian Brian Mills like you know. I feel like they have the same... Nah, you know, they don't have the same motivation. Brian Mills is like... He's totally peaceful and calm, and he'll be your best friend until his daughter is captured, and then he will murder everyone and you know to get to her. Clint Eastwood's pretty badass, but at the same time, you can't sit through all three of those movies. Uh, they are long, it's true. They're long. They're not that great of movies. He's a great character in the movies, but they're not that great of movies. What are you talking about? They're awesome. It's all about suspense. Dude, the end of the uh, Good and the Bad and the Ugly, where the music is swelling, they're having the Mexicans yeah, stand up yeah. for like 10 minutes. Yeah, fucking jump to the end. That's great. But, I mean, when you watch all these movies straight through, I mean, it, they're not that easy to watch all the way through. I mean, the Good and the Ugly is probably the best of them, but, I mean, I mean, I mean I, Taken, two was, Taken 2 wasn't that good either, but... I mean, I'll, I'll give it to you that, like, Clint Eastwood, you know, like, he's a badass when he's not saying anything. But at the same time, he like because he doesn't say anything, people are always like, "Hey, what are you, what are you doing? Uh, you want to stay here? Uh, what's your motivation?" So it's kind of he, like a double-edged sword. He's got the badass part down, but we are doing action hero stuff, and he doesn't do that much action. All right, that's true. Liam Neeson does does walk into the lion's den to save his daughter while like destroying everybody on the way. Sorry, Clint. No disrespect, but Brian Mills. I mean, Brian Mills does. But how does he kill the uh, the, sh the the big fat dude in the on the yacht at the end of uh, Taken One? Bull to the head while he's holding a, a a knife to his daughter's throat, so he only has the head to shoot at. He could just kill his daughter on accident right here. He's just been fighting. He's been awake for like three days in a row. Mm -hmm. He's taken a couple bullets and he just shoots him through the head without even hesitating. That's pretty badass. Let's give it to him. <coughs> yeah, so, can you can you yes. imagine if he just shot his daughter? Well, it would have been like, uh, Will dude, it was, it was it was exactly like the story of William Tell, and that like he shoots the arrow through the uh, apple on top of his kid's head, 
Yeah. Uh, but then he tell he stupidly tells the Baron or whoever it was afterwards. He's like, "Yeah, if I had shot my son, I would have killed you." Yeah, I mean, basically, like if he had shot his daughter in an accident, he would have just called his ex-wife and be like, "Sorry, they got her." Yeah, and well, <laughs> after after he was done like brutally torturing that dude, and then he would have snapped. And uh, who knows what? Else? All right, let's just give it to him. Yeah. All right. Next up, we've got RoboCop versus Yushu Lian. This is tough. RoboCop is a badass, but Yushu only gets to prove her badassitude in like one scene. Yeah, RoboCop, hands down. RoboCop, sorry. Yeah, I mean it just just doesn't work this way. Yeah, it's it's too bad because I would have I would have seen a spinoff movie <laughs> with just that character. Well, they're talking about a Crouching Tiger sequel. Really? Yeah. Wow. So you may actually get to see that. Sweet. Next up. Oh, nice. This is a good quote-off for Action Hero Lines. We got John Matrix versus Blade. Nice. Well, well, here we go. Here, here. I'll, I'll, I'll do Blade. You do John Matrix. All right. Well, I don't, I don't want to, like, drag this out. I just want oh, okay. to... I'm just saying, like, if you put these two movies together, you got some great one-liners. True. I mean, I was just, just going to say, some motherfucker's always trying to ice skate uphill. Yeah, that was pretty great. When that happened, I laughed and applauded at the same time. It was such yeah. a good moment. In Commando, he's just like, whenever he opens his mouth, he's saying that. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty awesome. <laughs> yes. It's a tough one, man. I love Commando. It's true. And, like, he's, I mean, Commando was, like, the ultimate, like, how many dudes can we kill? But Blade kills a bunch of dudes, too. Yeah, I mean, uh, Blade kills hand-to-hand while Matrix shoots everybody. And the hand-to-hand, like, the... The vampire ninja moves are pretty, pretty sweet. I mean, yeah, Blade with that sword and the trench coat made everybody want to go get a sword and a trench coat. Like, nobody wanted to go, like, get face painted and shoot up some dudes after Commando. Oh, I did, but <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I feel like I would, uh, I love John Matrix and Commando, but I feel like I'd probably give it to Blade you overall. Gotta, you gotta give it to Blade. I mean, there was that scene where, like, they, they rough up Blade and they take his sword... And there's like a little timer on his sword, and he's just like waiting for it to go off, and it ex- and this blade explodes out of it and destroys the dude's hand. That was pretty cool. Yeah. All right. And he's, and he's not against torturing fat people. No, with flashlights. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which, as you know, you know, flashlights are an enemy of fat people. Oh, so. yes. They're like, ah, oh, my fat. It's dissolving. Ah, stop exposing me for what I am. <laughs> oh, All man, right. We like... are down to the final eight right now, the Pearl? great eight. Pearl, you need to go on The Biggest Loser. Now! (laughs) We're down to the Elite Eight here. Wow. So now shit gets real. Okay. Here we go. Casey Ryback versus The Bride. Okay, Casey Ryback, who only kills... Actually, no. He kills kills with breaking elbows and with guns. In fact, he kills most dudes with guns. No, he kills a lot of knives, too. Or just whatever's around. He killed... uh, In the first movie, he killed some dude with, like, a construction beam, too. (laughs) I mean, uh, I just watched um, a kill count for every action hero that was on this list this morning. Under Siege 1, he kills 90, 95% with guns. Hmm. But, it, but it's kind of like Clint Eastwood, where he's like, boom, 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 dead. And they're all just like one shots. Mm-hmm. Whereas is like the bride has to like, she's surrounded by 88 dudes at one point. I mean, the, the, the best uh, out of all the Kill Bill uh, action scenes is where she's fighting all those dudes ripping them apart, running up the balcony, you know, and like it doesn't like it doesn't even matter like what you what you bring to her, like she can get knocked down, she comes right back up. That's true, but I mean it's Casey fucking Ryback. Eh. It's awesome, dude. No, you gotta give it to the bride. She killed she killed way more dudes, which is true. 
And also, like, her lines, her lines were way better. In Under Siege 1, Casey Ryback kind of whines. I mean, um, what's his name? What? Busey, Busey spits in his soup, and he's like, come on, Busey, I'll get into a shove fight with you. I mean, that was silly. He punched Busey out. True. He has a bandage on his face the whole movie because Casey Rabbit punched him out in the beginning. For oh, yeah. It. oh yeah, what did what did he say? Like, oh yeah, it was like that's not assaulting an officer. Bam. Yeah, this is bam. And now let's face it, Casey Ryback never got put in a coffin six feet under because no one's gonna fucking put Casey in a coffin. <laughs> but if they did, he would have eaten his way out. I mean, <laughs> he barely gets touched the entire movie. Like he gets hit with uh, an anchor when he's down in the water. But that's it. Aside from that, he takes no damage because he's untouchable. And, I feel and like... then, and then the second one, he gets shot by a sniper, and that's the only way you can hurt him is shoot him from like fifty yards away. I feel like you know that's kind of badass, but at the same time, I think it's more badass to overcome getting like the crap kicked out of you. You know, like what by the time the bride faces Lucy Liu at the end of the of Kill Bill One, she is like she's overcome like being like a quadriplegic in a coma. She's like killed uh, like at least a hundred dudes and gotten the crap kicked out of her on the way, and she still manages to take off like Lucy Liu's brain. All right, I vote Casey Ryback. Who do you vote for? I vote the bride. Veto. Fuck! <laughs> you should have seen my audio meter when I did that. Oh, I, <laughs> I, I, I saw it on this end. Trust me, <laughs> it's a straight block. God damn you! What? Fucking Ryback lost. Dude, Ryback just inspired a WWE wrestler. Really? <laughs> Did you know there's a huge muscle guy in WWE? His name's Ryback. Really? That's great. He just comes, and his entrance music is, Feed me more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking Ryback. That's brilliant, <laughs> man. If I was a wrestler, I would name myself after Steven Seagal movie, too. That's pretty, no, that, that, that is pretty awesome. However, the bride is more badass, man. It just comes down to that. Fuck you. Okay, yeah. next up, Ash. Versus Lee in the battle of single-syllable names. Oh, all right, good. Both characters, unpredictable, have make crazy faces. <laughs> yeah. One goes up, up against unstoppable undead hordes, and the other one is just, like, out to kill everyone in this ninja organization that messed up his sister. Yeah. At this point, I'm going to bring up a fact again that the Evil Dead movies aren't really action movies, so I'm giving it to Lee. I mean, in terms of, like, Bad attitude. Yeah, I got to give it to Lee too. I mean, like, uh, Evil Dead is like action, but it's also comedy too. Well, Army of Darkness is really comedy and stuff. Oh, and yeah. the first ones, I mean, you know, it's cool that he cut his hand off, but uh, you know, as far as action movies, geez, Bruce Lee. I mean, as Lee in Enter the Dragon, I had to give it to him. Agreed. Moving on. Okay. Oh, this is a tough one. What is Indiana it? Jones versus Brian Mills. Super Dad up against the Temple of Doom. Whew. I mean, I love Taken, but Indiana Jones 1, 2, and 3. I mean, collectively. Like, you, like Kingdom of the Crystal Skull and Taken 2 cancel each other out. And then you've got Indy 1, 2, and 3 versus Taken. I just feel like just collectively Indiana Jones is just too much awesome. Too much amazing action. For one super dad. So I mean, I, Indy. Indiana Jones goes up against a tank and wins. Yeah. Yeah, it has to be Indy. Yeah. I mean, I love Taken, but, you know, it was a good run. But you can't get past Indy on that alone. Nah, dude. Next up, RoboCop versus Blade. Which should be a comic book. <laughs> I mean, he already fought the Terminator, RoboCop. Yeah. 
I mean, Blade has gone up against, like, Ghost Rider and other, like, obscure Marvel uh, supernatural entities. And Spider-Man. This is a tough one. I mean, they both did three movies. RoboCop 1, I feel, is a stronger movie than any of the Blade movies. However, RoboCop 3 is shit, shit, shit. I feel like it's the... I feel like they have similar arcs. Blade 1 was awesome. Blade 2 was kind of meh, and then Blade 3 was like, why are we even still with this character? Yeah, at that point they added Dracula and Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Jessica Biel listens to her iPod as she kills vampires. Which I guess I guess sounds like a great idea, but if you've walked around in New York City traffic with a with a like with an iPod, you can get murdered, dude. Yeah, like she is like taking out her sense of hearing. Yeah, you need to be able to hear people creeping on you. It was just silly. Yeah. Kill Max. Um, I mean, this is tough. This is really tough. So let's just throw out RoboCop two and three, and throw out Blade two and three, and just All go right. RoboCop one, Blade one, for their their best entries. Well, I feel like I feel like RoboCop doesn't become a badass until like until the steel mill. Uh, that's, scene. that's only it's only fifteen minutes in though. No, no, no. I'm no, I'm talking about like the end steel mill scene where he goes to uh, where he goes to get revenge and gets messed up. I feel like the the whole movie is like RoboCop. Like he he dies in the beginning and then he's resurrected and he doesn't really do much as robots. But then by the end, you're rooting for him because he was a badass and he survives. And he, well, I and he mean, wins the day. he takes out a lot of punks once he becomes RoboCop. And don't forget the warehouse scene halfway through. What's that? Remember, it's, you got the the major bad guys, and they go into the drug dealer's warehouse. It's like guns, 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 and then Robot come comes in, and then they all uh, turn their firepower on RoboCop, and he just kills both sides mm. until he gets to the the last guy, that '70s show dad. He's <laughs> like, I work for Dick Jones. Oh yeah, Dick Jones. I mean that was a pretty awesome scene. Like he kills everybody. True. So, and you I mean, got and you got Blade, but Blade is a badass from the very beginning. Like the very opening of this of the movie is like the vampire disco where he like dices everybody. Where like the vampire like he starts killing vampires, normal vampires, like just like fall before him, and then the real dudes come in, like the action vampires with guns and weapons and stuff, and he takes his sword and like carves a half circle in front of him, like nobody's getting past this line. Mm-hmm. And he uses multiple weapons throughout the movie, which is also v- super cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, he kills the... All right, so the fir- in the first scene, in the end, uh, he spears the, um, the vampire lieutenant to the wall through his shoulders and then lights him on fire, knowing that it's not going to kill him. Mm. Then towards the, uh, towards the middle, he gets his kind of revenge by... Uh, like he cuts off his hand... And then in the end, there's not even, like, a super huge death scene because he pulls this, like, silver piano wire out of nowhere and decapitates the dude. Boom. Mm-hmm. So so you're saying Blade? I'm saying Blade. Uh, I do love RoboCop, but that was a convincing argument. So I guess I'll go with Blade, too. All right. So is that is that the end of, this, of the second round? This is the final four now. This is it. So who, who has the veto power? Cause I, I do. Right. I do, because you torched me. Oh, sorry. That's right. Goodbye. Man, Casey Ryback. Goodbye, bitch. Casey Ryback. So we've got the final four is The Bride, Lee, Indiana Jones, and Blade. All right. Already, these are awesome picks. Yeah, this is pretty know? good. Pretty good. I mean, you know, it represents what we like. Other people might not think it's that good. but yeah, well, And for the record, Sylvester Stallone didn't even make it on the list because fuck Rambo. Those are terrible movies. 
I rewatched Rambo recently, and I was like, this is not what I expected. Well, the first movie is actually a good movie, but it's not an action movie. It's just a good movie. Oh, it's about and like... And the other ones are ridiculous. Yeah, and then, then it's just... Well, after Rambo 1, it's like, well, let's just have them kill people now. Yeah, like the, the Rambo movies and the Chuck Norris strike force movies i mean they're, they're just not that good they're okay but they, they weren't good enough to make this list so I sorry mean, the most badass thing chuck norris is did was when they hang him upside down in the one movie and they piss off a rat and put it in a sack and they put the rat sack over his head mm-hmm. like to, to have the rat mess him up and then they take off the sack and he's killed the rat with his mouth <laughs> yeah but neither of those were really that, that good so that's no. why they didn't make it so yeah. anyways here we go final four the bride versus lee Wow. And I've made my decision. It didn't take long. Well, it's Lee, hands down. I'm sorry. The bride is cool and you've outlined, you know, outlined all the different things she did, but I mean, I mean, they they're very similar, martial arts and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but I mean, Lee in his movie versus the bride in her movie, he was way more badass. He the fight scenes were much more awesome, I think. And even the little bits of humor in both of them, I liked Lee better in hitting that. I, I give it to him hands down over the bride. I don't know. See, I'm 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 conflicted because like I mean they're different movies. Uh, mm-hmm. Lee hardly ever gets touched in his movie. Like when he finally gets some, um, when when he does these this this ridiculous air kick through the air at the guy who has like giant metal claws. Mm-hmm. Um, which was kind of dumb on his part, and gets sliced for like the first time. He like, he like, he reaches down, touches his blood, and licks it. And he's like, "Now I'm even more badass." Dude, <sighs> exactly. You just outlined why he wins. Like mm-hmm. that's amazing. Like, can you imagine how like unsettling that is when you finally hurt a dude and he just like licks his blood? He's like, "Oh yeah, it's on." Like that would that's scary. You know, yes. when some dude's like, "Ah, oh, you made me bleed my own blood," and he licks it and is like, "Bring it on." That's like intimidating right there. You know the same the same shit happens in uh, the first Lord of the Rings movie with Aragorn when he fights the big Urukai dude, where like he he stabs him with like his sidearm in the leg and he like punches Aragorn in the face, sends him down the hill. He pulls the blade out of his leg and then licks the whole thing like it's like a salami sandwich with like yeah. mayonnaise on it. Like because it's, it's an intim- intimidating move, which I'm sure originated from the Lee Enter the oh, Dragon. Yeah, and it, it, he wasn't like he wasn't like you know like. Like, it wasn't, like, a sexual thing at all. Like, he was like, oh, oh my finger, oh, my blood. Yeah. Mm. Like, so many people, like, lick the knife like it's a schlong or something. No, it's just like, <sighs> all right, let's do it. Well, I had to give it to Lee. Like, he he doesn't even take any damage because he's just so badass awesome. He, he does get kicked, like, a couple times, but then he, like, follows it up with, like, a whoppa! I mean, how can we even be comparing fucking Bruce Lee to Uma Thurman right now? We can't. Into the dragon, over the over. I mean, Kill Bill was fun and all, but I mean, fucking Enter the Dragon, dude. Kill Bill. I mean, Enter the Dragon started off the kung fu action genre in the West. It's and true, it, and it's the best. I'm telling you, just the fucking sound effects and shit. I mean, ah, oh, it's so good. All right, all right. I will, I will concede the bride, but like, I guess I've been arguing for the bride this whole time, but I will concede to Bruce Lee because, yeah, you just can't top that. You can't fucking let the bride get to the finals of uh, the best action hero tournament. What? That's ridiculous. Whatever. I'm not. See, I'm saying well, I'm, I'm, I'm saying. voting. I'm voting I'm just, for Lee over the bride. I'm just trying to put it into perspective for you. She's not that good. What? Have you seen Kill Bill late, uh, recently? Yeah, man. It's good. They're okay. There's a lot of fucking talking in between, too. No, Bruce true. Lee's like, let's just get to the fights. Yeah, it's true. 
and 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 Bruce Lee is like and he was also he understood that this was his time to like show off that he was like an awesome movie star too so like he put like some spy stuff in there and like he doesn't do just like whooping ass but like he talks like a badass and then he brings his own like crazy face emotions to like his fighting it was cool everyone's wished they could do this movie since he did it that's true and some have <laughs> yeah all right here we go in the other uh semifinals indiana jones versus blade oh man well it's tough because blade is just a badass through the whole movie he does kind of have a drug addiction you know which kind of brings yep. him which which brings him down however indiana jones has like a super heart of gold you know it's like don't you dare like like slap a kid while he's around or he will kill you uh, I gotta give it to Indy. Like the guy's indomitable will, and it's like he's just—he's just got the thing going on where it's like, by all rights, the guy should just collapse. Maybe not die, but just like collapse. And he just keeps grabbing his body and pulling himself out of the dirt, dusting himself off, and keep going. Like he just—you know—he must sleep for a month after these, uh, after one of these battles. The guy just—he can't stop. You know, you can wound him, you can shoot him, you can drive him off a cliff. You know, you can beat the shit out of him, and he just you just can't stop him, though. You just can't stop this man. Like, everything he does is amazing. He just fucking punches his way out of every scenario, every movie. Like, oof, it's just amazing. I feel like... I feel like Blade has some... Like, Blade's bad attitude decreases when, like, he lets... He lets his mother, who is, like, back as a vampire, kind of, like, tear him down. He has yeah. some... He has some, uh, some Severe emotional issues. I think he's a very self-loathing vampire. Yeah, and I mean, Indy, those first three movies, like, there's barely ever a pause. Like, that dude is just fucking slugging it through every possible scenario, like... And he's, and he's smart, too, you know? I mean, he is able to find things. You know, <laughs> and he's, and he's smart, too! I'm just saying, like, on top of it, you know, like, he's an action hero, but, like, you know, he's not an idiot. So... No, true. He has, he has a degree. He's probably boning uh, college chicks, you know, oh, in his yeah. off hours. Definitely. But, I mean, he, he just can't be stopped. I mean, like, he's taken on the Nazi army a couple times and still won. And the thuggy cult. That's true. <laughs> all right. You, and can't, I, you can't stop this man. All right. All right. I didn't want to bet to bring it up, Eric, but Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, Eric, where Doesn't Indy matter. loses all of his awesome points. And this is true, but you have to think about this. Indy himself didn't really suck in that movie. Hmm. Like, he fought the Russians with the giant ants coming at him. He got through the college campus when they're being chased down. Like, he was pretty, he was just weakened by everything else. He was weakened by Marion coming back. He was weakened by fucking Shia LaBeouf. He's weakened by the fucking alien plot and the dumb Russians. But it wasn't his fault. Like, <laughs> if you cut out everything from that movie except, <laughs> except from Indy, <coughs> seriously, yeah. mm -hmm. cut everything out of that movie except Indy scenes, and it's not that bad. He's not that bad. It's just all the ridiculous fucking shit that he has to put up with. <laughs> if anyone can justify King of the Crystal Skull, Eric, it's you. I hate that movie, but I'm saying <laughs> the first three are just so strong. It's like, all right, let's say, like with Die Hard, we said, well, every sequel gets slightly worse. Yes. Blade, every sequel gets slightly worse. But Indy had three fucking strong movies. His sequels don't get worse. Those those first three, the fourth one is the worst shit of all time. Yes. But three, count them, three strong movies. That's true. So I was like, I feel like three can you can overlook the last one because it wasn't supposed to be a fourth one. We all know this, and those and those three were just so strong. 
I, I, I love it when um, the, the scene uh, in Venice, in number three, where he's like, well, we're going to go raid this tomb, and he uh, grabs, her, grabs Ilsa's skirt and, like, rips half it off. Like, Cha-cha! Sorry, yeah. sorry, baby, we need a torch. I'm going to rip the other half off later. <laughs> <laughs> in the bedroom. No, no, it's true. Indiana Jones is a badass, you know. But what's what's great about those movies, about the indie movies, is just, like, the, the, the Transporter, the Super Dad movies, you know, it's just all just, like, nonstop. Like, nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. And Indiana Jones is, like, a badass just, like, when he's hanging out at, like, a hookah bar in Egypt and uh, trying to get some information. Yeah. All right. No. This, like, it, it has to go to Indy. It has to. All right. So here we go. Indiana Jones versus Lee for the finals. Jeez. For our favorite action movie. Well, all right. I, th- I feel like we just made the case for Indiana Jones. Let's talk about Enter the Dragon. So, en- Enter the uh, Dragon. I had, I, had, I had to make that case against the against the bride. I know. Oh, I think I lost you for a second. Are you still with me? I'm still here. Okay, good. Sorry about that. I'm just saying, like, I made the case for Lee over the bride. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, oh, man, I love Lee in that movie. It's awesome. But, I mean, the power of Indiana Jones compels me. Let me, let me, let me tell you why Lee is a better badass than Indiana Jones. Because his whole motivation is to avenge his sister's brutal murder. And he does. And not only that, but he, like, destroys people on the way, does super spy adventures, proves that he is, like, um, like, Indiana Jones can totally be seduced by Ilsa. He's totally, like, he's like, yeah, skip me that prostitute, and then brings her in and, like, interrogates her. And he's like, haha, I know that you're working for the criminal enterprise and all that. He's just like he's like a super spy, and he's an action movie star. Yeah, yeah, and I feel and Indiana Jones makes some faces, but when Bruce Lee kills somebody, <laughs> it's like they shot his dog, Eric. That's the face he yeah. makes. I mean, it's pretty awesome, but I mean, he just they just keep sending guys at him, and he just keeps mopping them up, even though he shouldn't. There's no way, like Bruce Lee. Like, in that movie, you just know he is, like, the god of martial arts. Yes. But Indy, what the fuck is Indy? You know? He's not the best at, He's not the best martial art dudes of all time, but somehow, dude finds a way. Gets through everybody. Against the odds. Hmm. Like, there's no, there's no, it's never in doubt with Bruce Lee. Like, those fools they sent up against him, you're like, whatever. You don't have a chance. But Indy, you're just like, how the fuck does he keep surviving these crazy scenarios? But he does. Because he's the man. Last man standing. <laughs> that was Bruce Willis <coughs> in the Yo, in the Yojimbo remake. You know, I was saying like that that music video AMV, uh, music video on YouTube. Oh, that's true. Well, Bruce Bruce Lee, to be fair, does give up a uh, two thirds of his possible screen time to the James Bond wannabe and um, who is the uh, who is the guy with the afro? Oh, I forget his name. It's like Don Johnson or something. Uh, Anyways, I forget it's one of his students. He was awesome too, even though he got killed halfway through. I'm telling you, no disrespect to anyone else on this list, but Indiana Jones is the man. He does the most with the least. You know, he doesn't have rocket launchers like, uh, you know, John Matrix did, and he didn't have the Fellowship backing him up. He's not a robot. He doesn't have a chainsaw for a hand. It's true, he just, you know. He just gets it done with the lease. He's just a regular guy. I feel like I, I feel like that. There's that scene in the first the first movie, Raiders of the Lost Ark, 
where he's chasing, trying to find Marion, and then he finds the uh, the crowd parts, and the evil-looking dude with the gigantic sword is there, and he's, like, doing sword tricks. Indiana Jones is like, boom! Shoots yeah. him dead. That was badass. And that's the that only good. time where he, you know, used a, a gun versus a guy that didn't have one. But in that case, you're like, yeah, that was awesome. True. All right. We got to give it to Indy. You got to, man. Indy! The last man standing! <laughs> This was a lot harder than I thought, man. A couple times, I just have like my, my face in my palm over here saying, how could I choose one over the other? That was that was how I felt when you vetoed Casey Ryback. Well, Casey Ryback is not that great, man. I mean, shut, let's be you honest. You bite your tongue. You bite your tongue. You shut your whore mouth. Come on. Come on. Cameron Poe went down in the first round. It's the same thing with Casey Ryback, man. He should not have survived. I don't know. I disagree. <laughs> over the bride you gotta be kidding me all right. kidding me alright this is well, good so obviously other people at, uh, listening are gonna have their own ideas feel free to hit us up on our Facebook page tell us uh, you know we're gonna put the bracket out there for you to play with so go out there and do it and tell us who your winner was take our bracket go through the matchups and stuff and tell us who is gonna win cause I'd be curious to see who else wins in this competition you know maybe uh, Robocop goes all the way through Maybe Marv goes all the way through. Uh, I'll be curious to see. Um, tell us who won and who was your runner-up so we find out who else got that that far. <coughs> and thanks, everybody, on our Facebook page for, for dropping us who your uh, favorite action movie stars were. Uh, you can check us out every week. We're a video game slash movie podcast on uh, iTunes. You can subscribe there. We're all also on RetroWareTV.com, ElderGeek.com, and uh, our website, The Jumpmen. It's just JumpmenPodcast.com. Yeah, check that shit out. Yeah. So and, and tell us how dumb we are. We like that too. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> it's always good. All right, cool, man. Obviously I'm choking myself to death here. I think Darth Vader's force choking me somewhere for not putting him on the list. <laughs> All right. And and also if you felt if you felt like you were gypped and your dude didn't make the list, please hit us up and tell us. And uh who knows, maybe next March or maybe sooner than that we'll have another match off. Yeah, March Man is. Alright, goodbye everybody. Soup. Jump man engaged. I find your lack of faith disturbing. One shall stand.